Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And battle the magnificent one <laughs> the king Hayes is in the building uh with apparently uh you know i know our live show is may 4th may the 4th be with you but aj's trying to turn into darth vader on me um really but like i said if you die on me i'm gonna kill your ass um <laughs> you know what honestly when you said that today i was dying i said this man threatened me like he threatened my afterlife who does that how do you threaten someone's afterlife like bruh for real Nah, boss. But you know what? At least it lets me know that you really love me. That you'd be like, okay, you know what? I would have them resuscitate your ass just so that I can kill you myself. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> there you go. You know I care. That's a great way to look at it. Um, but what's going on, Lusties? It's the dynamic duo in the building. This is Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. But I'm sure you already knew that. Um, I want to thank you guys for the support of this live show. Thank you for the sponsors. Everyone really wants to be a part of this show, and it's just humbling and amazing. Um, but we're going to get off that. We're not going to stick on that because I feel like we've been talking about the live show a lot on the last few shows. You people know when it's going to come. We'll plug it at the end of the show. But AJ, how are you doing, love? I am, you know, I'm as good as can be trucking along another day in the life of, you know, badass Jones. You know, how was things with you, Mr. Suits Extraordinaire? Good, good, good. My suit game has been on point. Um, you, you know, I, I we, what me and you talked about earlier that happened to me that was just... I- about to say did anything interesting happen in your day today yeah, I, I refuse to talk about that on air that's just traumatizing oh, come on. Um, please, I'm no. you. i'm begging you that's just too rich please please no, i'm not doing it not going to happen uh, sorry I'm not gonna the, be able to do hold on for the ill and infirmed please no Mm-mm. suck oh my goodness no anyway it was a great story i rolled because i yeah okay we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but AJ, man, um, I know we got topics this week, but before we get into the topics, I have a question for you. <laughs> man, that sphincter muscle just tightened up real quick. I don't like when you ask me nothing. You <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'm bracing myself. Come give it to me. Give it to me. Okay, it so me. I I have I have this question to ask you. If someone wanted to approach you, someone that you have previously had conversation, an attraction to, or whatever, kind of died off, fell, fell, fell away, fell by the wayside. They went off the face of the earth. If they wanted to re-approach you, what would be the best way to do that? Because I, I recently have seen 
someone do something like that and they kind of just popped up and was like oh yeah you wanted to date me 10 years ago so now we're dating and the chick was like hold up wait a second that was 10 <laughs> years ago um right. so what, what, what how would you respond to something like that um boy uh definitely don't use old tactics um and so like whatever your pickup game pickup game was that first time around that we were talking like don't try to come with that foolishness because it it probably charmed me the first time but now because i'm put off of you it, that that charming is not going to work you know what i mean you need to come with something like a little bit more and something that has substance um being consistent and actually making a consistent effort to show me that you're not still being a dick would be very helpful. Um, I don't know, having meaningful discussions, like for me, having meaningful, meaningful discussions about what transpired the first time around, why it didn't work um, is helpful. Like, especially if it's somebody that, and it's really interesting that this is coming up because I'm kind of going through this right now. So my thing is like I have a I have a particular way of learning and I have a particular way that I speak. And as much as I chat fuckery and as much as I chat patois, anyone who listens to me knows that I articulate really well. And for some people who don't, it's it bothers them, you know. And I've I've been told that in <laughs> and in, in my effort to not dumb myself down, someone told me that my intellect is sometimes annoying. Because of the way that I speak and the way that I challenge him and the way that I question him. But I said to him at some point, you know, I'm also trying to learn you. You know, this is the way that I process. This is the way that I, I learn. So help me to understand you or help me what's to learn what works best in terms of getting to know you. So for me, if it's a second go around and I'm actually interested in giving you a second chance, being consistent and, and being open um, definitely would be helpful in discussing what the fuck up was the first time around. Um don't be too anxious and don't be too eager because I might decide a couple of weeks in that you're still a jerk and I still don't want to talk to you, but don't be anxious. You know what I mean? Like just be chill, be cool. Like don't try to make it more than it actually is. And please don't insist if I give you a second chance that me and you death or that I'm your girlfriend because I'll just dash you to the wind like the first time. Well, okay. There you go. There you have it. There, there. <laughs> Just, just how about you just you just don't do it because we don't as much as I would love to hear the story and the content on the show. Anyone who wants to reapproach badass Joneses, please don't do it because I guarantee you're gonna get your feelings hurt. Yeah, like especially if I gave you a really good like it would have to be something so spectacular about you that I would say to myself, you know what? Okay, we can give it another shot. But you see me the first time around when I'm dating someone, I give that person, I try to arm them with as much ammunition as humanly possible so that they can understand me, so that we can communicate, so that we can converse, so that we can develop an understanding. You know, if within that time frame I've given you a second chance to kind of do better and you just don't, yeah, my heart is not that forgiving. It really and truly isn't. Like you would have had to put on like a piece of blood clot fuck on me. Or the cocky game would have had to have been strong, or your head game would have to have been like fire in order for me to say, you know, I'll give you a second chance. But yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it wasn't something that was directed like specifically to me, though, right? No, it just made me think because in seeing the seeing the situation, it just <sighs> literally just made me think like, I wonder how AJ will respond. You know how like. Because, you know, you're, you're kind of my fool. I, I automatically, almost anytime I see a situation, I want to think or ask, like, what's AJ's opinion on this? And seeing that, I was just like, I really yeah. think AJ would read this man his complete rights 
and just he just disappeared and cower away. Yeah. I tell people, like, if you don't come with any kind of good intention and you know that your your plan is to play around, I'm not the one to do it because I will embarrass you and it will not be pleasant. So, yeah. I, I thought in you asking me this question, you were subtly trying to tell me that somebody that you and I know is trying to come back around. And then oh, no. you and I no. would have to fight because you should be discouraging that situation. Oh, no, but no, no. If, I, if it was, no, if it's what I think you're talking about, no. I, I'd be like, play it. No. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> but let's get right. into these topics. Um, the first question that we have today, do you think that at a certain age, men and women shouldn't invest in dating if their intention isn't about working towards a relationship and future with that person? Yeah, I do. Um, so... This- I'm, and I will say, I'm uh, you saying that is kind of catching me off guard, but I'm going to wait for your explanation before I uh, okay. respond. So this is my thing. And, and you know, I, I always reference this as I get older because I'm getting older and, and I'm <clears throat> becoming more aware and I'm deaf, whatever. I'm more aware of myself and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't believe in wasting my time or wasting anyone's time, anyone else's time. And, and, and that's the way that I'm kind of looking at it, the angle that I'm looking at it from. So it's not to say that you date a person for a week and if they're not talking about marriage, you're not going to move forward. I'm talking about somebody that, you know, there is mutual interest in, you have mutual likes, you have mutual goals, you have mutual interests and, you know, like um, a mutual perspective on the future in terms of being with someone long term. That is someone that I would continue to date that would be a person of interest to be a partner to me. That is someone that I would invest time in getting to know to see if it leads to something. To me, that's not wasted effort or wasted time. But if we get to the three, four month mark and you're undecided about the direction that you're going in terms of our relationship, at that point, I need to look long and hard about how much more time I want to invest to see whether or not you're going to get to the same place that I am mentally and emotionally, which is working towards having a husband, which is working towards, you know, building property, which is working towards building a future, investing and all that good stuff, right? If I'm dating you and within the first week there you have no serious conversations with me about your future, just even your own personal intentions, I can't move forward with that because now you're wasting my time. So I just feel like as we get older, instead of wasting our time and our efforts and, you know, sitting behind somebody that you really like them because they're so handsome or they're so beautiful and hoping they come around to what it is that you want to do, you're wasting your time, you know? Better you you date people that have the same sort of goals, have the same sort of life objectives, and and pick from that pool of people instead of just you know the the, the outer physical things. That way, at least you have some sort of a direction or some sort of um, an agenda, not a hidden hidden agenda, a hidden agenda, but you have some sort of agenda and some sort of focus with people who are like minded. You know, it's like they say, surround yourself with people who are like minded. I think it's the same sort of way when you're when you're dating. If you're not interested in doing those things, don't waste a person's time who is. That that's my okay. that's my I, and that that I can understand. I think that but that with your advice while I agree with it. I think that's independent of age. Like I think if you know what you want, don't waste your time on someone who doesn't want what you want. The way that I read this question is that I just read it as like at a certain age should you just only um, invest in people who are trying to build a future and as we've talked about before everything needs to be in this place if you're someone I don't feel like you're wrong if you're 45 years old and you're only interested in having casual relationships if that's what you choose to do so I don't think that it's an age thing I think it's a knowing what you want and then holding yourself to that standard and not letting yourself dip below that for anyone 
So regardless of what age bracket or group you're in, if you know that all you want and all you're interested in is something that can build towards more, build towards a marriage, build towards whatever, don't accept anyone who wants anything else than that, regardless of your age. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people need to focus on. So many, they aren't clear with their intentions. And if someone is clear with their intentions, don't think that you're going to change their intentions. That's, that's what a lot of people do. They'll hear it. Someone, someone will go into really wanting a long-term relationship Another person will go into it admitting sometimes that really all I want is sex or all I want is to date or whatever. I have no intentions of marriage. And then one of that other party will think, oh, well, you know, after we date for six months, they'll change that. No, meet them at where they are, which is something that you've coined that I've I've incorporated into my life. And in my advice is that meet them where they are. And if it's not something you can rock with, if it's not something you agree with, or it's not something you want for your long term future. Stop being afraid to cut them off. Yeah, I. uh an acquaintance of mine married a woman because he felt obligated to give her that because she waited so long for him. He didn't do it. Like he, he loved her, but he wasn't in love with her. He wasn't looking to build a family or a future with her, but he legitimately got married to her because he felt like she waited so long to be with him and for him to, you know, act right and stop running behind different yelling, all these things that she, she took the proposal. She took the ring. She took the wedding. She took the marriage and now she's Mrs. Such and such. And she, for the most part is content because she, she felt like she was owed that. That kind of thing to me is just, crazy <laughs> crazy but 1-800 choke that hoe i'm sorry really <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> you know what we, we gotta okay so because i'm the ass well we're both asses i'm gonna dial that number when i get off the phone i just want to see where it rings to honestly <laughs> As soon, and then when we come back next time to record, I'm going to tell you where it rang to and what happened. I'm going to get <laughs> off it, the damn If it's available, call. I need to buy that number. That can like be the new hotline for Love, Lust, and Badass. So 1-800-CHOKE-THAT-HOE. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are, are you ready to get into the next question? Yes, sir. Jesus, this is a long one, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. Because the next one is even longer, and you got that one all day long. Um, <laughs> this uh, listener question. I've been dating a man for a while now, and I'm struggling with the fact that he seems to be intimidated by me and feel like I'm constantly dumbing myself down to make him feel comfortable. We've been out to parties where people ask me about my business and such, and he interrupts the conversation for no good reason to talk about a project that he's working on, and I just stop talking. Smile sweetly and focus on him. Listen, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Here's my saying. And I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast. I know I've tweeted it out before. In no situation should you ever dim your light to make another motherfucker feel like they're shining. Never. That is doing a disservice to yourself. That's making that person feel like it's okay that you come second, that they can that they can dim your light. The fact that he steps on your toes when you're being asked a question to talk about his accomplishments and not let you shine lets you know he's not for you. He's gain he feels like he's gaining something, maybe his status, maybe sexually, whatever, <laughs> by being aligned with you. But he is not one who who is really ready to put anything of himself aside for a relationship, in my opinion. This is a toxic ass relationship. You need to get your shit and go. You seem like you're worth way more than that. No one should ever, ever treat you that way, especially amongst people. My thing is, if they treat you like that in a group of people, when someone, when people are trying to get to know you, 
That is shitty as fuck. So just imagine what they will do to you in private. Fuck no. Get the fuck out of there. That motherfucker is a piece of shit. (laughs) Guan Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I'm just sitting here thinking like, just, you know, how that would fit. Like, I can't take, okay. I don't know anybody that can take embarrassment. Like people will kind of deal with it and it's whatever, but that, that burning heat sensation that you feel in your chest when someone has publicly embarrassed you, you know, and, and that's your woman, you know, um, you have to value yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to understand your worth. And if he can't see that, my question to you would be, why are you struggling to stay in a situation with anybody who doesn't value or anybody who seeks to undervalue and humiliate you and embarrass you every chance that they get? You know, there's absolutely no reason why the both of your lights can't shine. And that level of insecurity on his part could be very dangerous. Not could be. It could get to a volatile point. You know what I mean? And like CJ says, if he if he can do that without flinching in public, who knows what he's doing behind closed doors? You know what I mean? When nobody can see and the way that he's degrading her, you know, we have enough issues socially and mentally just as people on a whole with people trying to take advantage of us and make us feel less than we are coming from, you know, outside people to have that come from somebody that's close to you. Like it's, it's, it's damaging damaging is the word that I'm looking for. You deserve better, sis. You know what I mean? There are other men out there. And I know from our end of it, it may be, sound like it's easy for us to say, but I know that CJ and I both have relationship perspective and, and you know, that long-term and being with somebody who didn't value and having to make the choice to leave the situation and all that sort of stuff. So I think for both of us, that's a perspective that we're coming from, but words are easy to say. Um, and when you're in the situation and you have to make that choice, it's harder, you know? So for me, the advice would be, value yourself, you know, be introspective, love yourself. You need to make a healthy choice for yourself in terms of the type of person that you want to be with and and to recognize and not make excuses for people with shitty and bad behavior. You know, if he can do this to you on a regular basis, he's going to continue to do it. Whether you allow it or not, it just seems to be his insecurity. That's not something that you should have to suffer through. Like CJ said, pack your shit and move on, you know, kick his bum ass to the curb. You know, if you're in a group of people that actually appreciate you, spend time with people who appreciate you. Don't surround yourself with an asshole that's trying to undermine you and devalue you and embarrass you. Nah, don't do that to yourself. Nah, boss. Nobody's worth that. Yeah, nah, boss. And a day after that. Yeah, that's just fucking ridiculous. Um, my, my question is, now I'm going to propose this to you, AJ. Have you ever been in a situation where someone's trying to do something similar to you? And oh, yeah. A, and A, like, my thing is, is like you you went the fuck off on him, didn't you? I can't see you taking that for too long. You know what? No, I, I honestly I didn't because at that time I was I was young and I was still learning about myself and still coming into my ownness and still you know growing and learning and developing. And at the time when Sean and I were together, Sean Sean was a recording artist like back in the day, a hip hop recording artist, and um, I was part of a group here that was, was based in Sean Toronto. Paul, was it? No, it's not Sean Paul. Hip hop, hip hop, not dancehall. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we were like the group that I was in, we did a lot of performances here. We networked and did a lot of opening acts for different artists that came. Anyways, um, you know, I had done a stage performance where I sang the intro for a a set that we were doing. And then, you know, I got off stage and everybody, like people were circling and congratulating me and all this da da da. And he comes over and he's like, yeah, that was good. Let's go. Mm. And he took my hand and CJ, I walked behind him. And it was that moment where I could hear silence behind me and then whispering behind me. And 
because it was him and because I didn't value myself and because I didn't love myself enough and because I was still searching and because I loved him and because, 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 because I didn't stand up for myself. And you know what actually made me stand up for myself? His mother. I think I told this story before. His mom came to me one day and she said, I love my son and I love you, but he treats you like shit and he doesn't deserve you. And you need to leave him. His mother said that to me. And this was going, this is going into two years in our relationship. So she saw it. She's like, you know, my mom notices it. You know what I mean? And she's not going to say anything to you because she's an old sweet Guyanese woman. So, you know, she wouldn't pass her place that way. But Sean's mom, she grew up in the Bronx and she wasn't about shit with nobody. And she's like, he's my son. I love him. But he treats you like shit and he's an asshole. You need to leave him. Like done. You know, and that's what gave me the courage and the strength to say, you know what, I do deserve to be treated better than this. And I do deserve to be valued. And I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am wonderful. I'm all these really great things. And I'm not going to allow someone to put me down because of their own insecurities or because they want to be the center of attention and they're not, you know, so. But now, no, 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 no boy can't chat to me. Oh, I mean, try. I wish, I, I wish somebody would do you like that and let me be around. <laughs> Because before no, no. you could react, somebody be knocked the fuck out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I don't have to do those. Like, you know what I mean? I, have to, I don't have to talk to it. Like, it's a matter of making a call or somebody that I'm with seeing that. I, I never have to take care of those kind of situations. You know, like it's, yeah. Like you said, I'd be like, CJ, guess what happened there? You're like, okay, so I'm on the next flight. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> you'd be like, how did you make it to Canada in three hours? Don't worry right? about that. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just point me in the yeah. direction I need to go. Right? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of it stems from wanting to please the person that you're with. And a lot of it stems from fear of not wanting to lose that person. You know, at the end of the day, I think, I don't want to say everybody, but most everybody wants to be loved by someone, you know, and in whatever shape or form they come in. But most everybody wants to be loved by someone. And so when you find that, especially if you haven't had it for a long time, you know, you you fight tooth and nail to keep it, even if, you know, the wrongs are being done to you. And that's why you see a lot of people stay in abusive relationships and abusive situations that are mental, physical and emotional abuse because, you know, they figure if I love them harder, it'll get better. Mm, you know, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What do you think? You say most people want to be loved and I and I agree with that. But what do you think about the people who don't really want to be loved? They want to be admired. Like so and I, as an example of that the women who say that they kind of purposely date someone who's not as attractive because they kind of worship them. And at the same yes. time, men who date women who are insecure or, or don't feel that they're as beautiful as what they are in the sense that they think like, oh, this man came and he saved me. He did all this. Yeah. What do you think about those type of people? The narcissistic personalities, I think they're very dangerous people um, because you can never have a conversation with them about, you know, any issues that you're having with them, like everything gets turned back to, you should be grateful that I'm with you because I'm a catch and you're not worthy, but I took you up. And so you shouldn't have anything to complain about. Those kind of people need a punch in the face. Like there shouldn't even be any kind of conversation with them. Just like a straight punch in the face. Like what the fuck did you say? Punch in the face. Oh, you're trying to demean me? Punch in the face. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> you're trying to embarrass me? Punch in the face. You know what I mean? Like it's just... Those kind of people are, they're, they're the most insecure people. And those are the people that don't know nothing about themselves. And in, instead of, you know, being again, introspective and learning to be emotionally intelligent, they focus their energies on sucking people into what they think is their greatness as a way of just deflecting what is actually wrong with them. Those people concern me because I, I, I don't know, like that narcissism is definitely a mental health issue. Um, and those people don't understand, like, especially if it's something that gets wrapped in their web, they don't understand how um, dangerous those people can be emotionally and mentally. 
Yeah, I mean that that's some of the most most emotionally uh taxing stuff you can go through is be with someone who's just a straight narcissist. And yes. I I don't have time. First of all, I'm haze, goddammit. And that may seem narcissistic, but that's not the way that I mean it. Um but <laughs> no, but I I mean all jokes aside, it's it's if you feel like you're in a situation like that, you need to get the fuck out. Um as as I've kind of illustrated over the course of this topic which i, I don't want to get fired up again aj you ready to get into the last topic ma'am yep give me one quick sec okay That's what uh, she said. Dear, i'm not even listening to you really you know and we almost slid through that really nicely without oh, you we, al- we almost slid through it yeah we almost slid through it oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay dear aj and cj i need your advice on how to approach a topic with my best friend he is very he is a very flirtatious person and a lot of ladies like him but what seems to be happening as of late is him flirting with my girlfriends who are who are very close and dear to me. He's even given two of them the impression that he is pursuing them when I know in my heart of hearts he really is not. I'm not sure what to do when I'm not sure what to do when they come to me to seek advice on how to deal with him and what they should do while at the same time they ask me not to say anything to him because they know of the importance of my relationship with him to me as well. Uh, I have counseled them as best as I can without getting too heavily into details about him, but I feel at this point that I need to have a heart-to-heart with him because someone is going to get hurt and I just don't want to be caught in the middle of an emotional mess. I am too close to everyone to disconnect myself from the situation, but everyone seems to be coming to me for advice and support. Girl, run away to an island and don't chat to nobody. Lock off yourself. <laughs> Listen, that is just that is a, that that's like the almost the worst possible situation to be in. Yeah, that's like um, a monkey in the for real. Yeah, yeah, that's just I I don't honestly know how I would react in that. Um, you would think that if if you guys are friends, like like it seems seems like you guys are pretty close, you should be able to be real with them and be straight. Um, tell them that what he's doing shitty. I think that we need to hold our friends more accountable. Go ahead, AJ. Now, what I was going to ask is, so how do you how do you do that without, like, you know, from what she's saying, her friends, the, the females on this side of the equation want her to to talk to him without revealing that he's, I guess, in he's been flirting with them or he's he's giving he's given two of them the impression that he's pursuing them. So how would how would you navigate that where you have a conversation with him without? Because if it's if it's people like you and I, we're intuitive and be like, okay, so. Where's this coming from? Like, all of a sudden, you want to talk to me about being flirtatious. I've been flirtatious forever. So where's this coming from? Like, why now? You know what I mean? And to probe them and probe them and probe them until you get, like, a a, a real answer. How how would you avoid um, giving up your female friends while still needing to talk to your guy friend because you just, you know, it's it's turning messy? I mean, you I mean, honestly, you have to just be real like at the fact you don't want to give up your your friends uh the girls uh, of course but you should be able to like there's part of you that should that you would be able to tell what he's doing already because if you guys are that close you'd be able to tell so you you can go off well hey this is the impression that i'm getting by me knowing you and you know i know them too you don't have to say that they told you anything but this is just the vibe that i'm getting this is what i'm picking up on and if that's what you're doing you're wrong at the end of the day him like how how big is his pool that he's shooting in like for people that close to each other like god i get that if you're single do what you do but at the same time like there's still a code to this shit like like come on now like there should be a code of honor and ethics that you just don't go within a group of friends that are that close to each other um but you should just be able to shoot straight with them yeah i i agree 
Um, I don't know, like for me, I would, I would ask, you know, the, my female friends if they were okay with me revealing some of the t- discussions that were had or some of the way that they're feeling if they don't feel like they can go to him. Um, you know what I mean? Just sort of like as a base or to just sort of have more of a, a solid foundation for that discussion, because, you know, you also don't want it to go sideways, um, you know, and, and for him to take it the wrong way. And for him to understand that you're you're coming to him from a place of concern and from a place of love and from a, a place of friendship because you value your relationship not just with him but with the women as well and you want to you know just kind of try to keep the peace and harmony between everybody because I think it's it's really bad like especially if you have a long-standing friendship with the person or any of them um, for things to get just really messy and then people can't be around other people then it starts to be those stupid things where like oh is so and so going to be there okay well I'm not going to come in if so and so I'm not going to come if you know what I mean like it just turns really childish and, and stupid so. Nah, it, I, I I like the idea of, of having some sort of a backing and a foundation and making sure that, you know, there's some stuff that I can legitimately share with the person so that they have a complete understanding that what they're doing is fucking wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, have you ever been in a situation like that? Um, I'm always in situations like that. I'm like the go-to person for people to talk to. And and then it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so, you know, with, with my, um, one of my very best friends of like over 24 years, there was a point where his wife and I were really close because she and I went to high school. So we knew each other first. And then um, they got married. And because she and I had a friendship in history and she knew that, you know, like I'm, I'm his everything, like whatever it is, it's me that he's coming to, you know, if we're going somewhere, it's me that keeps him out of trouble and keeps keeps him from like flirting with other women and all that kind of stuff. Then it starts to be like, she starts to talk to me about, you know, things that he's doing and, and her unhappiness with certain situations. Kind of, It's not sort of the same as, you know, him flirting with other people, but you know, it makes it awkward because then I have to say to her, okay, like, is this something that I can bring up to him? You know, can I talk about some of the details, you know, and then to go to him and be like, yo fam, you're fucking up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, A said such and such and such and such. Like, why are you doing that? You know better, you know? And then I always feel like it's going to, it might backfire where he'll be, go to her and say like, why are you talking to AJ? You know what I mean? Like, why are you, why are you talking to her? She's not your friend. She's my friend. Like, stop talking to her. Um, So yeah, I've, I've, uh, yeah, that it happens quite frequently, frequently to me. You know, too many goddamn people. That's what it is. Man, I've lived a long fucking time. Do you know how long I've been around? (laughs) I try to show people, don't watch my physical body. I don't, I will never look like the age that I am, but I've been here for a hot minute. That's what what your t-shirt should say. Murder pussy. And then on the back, it should say, I've been here for a long time and a good time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm here for both. I'm here for a long time and a good time. <laughs> All right. So we got one last topic and this one's pretty interesting. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one, but this one is about, uh, sexual mood killers. Is that correct? Sexual yes. desire killers. One of the two. Go ahead. Um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a little video clip that, um, one of our listeners sent to me about, um, sex drive killers and, you know, things that are happening in your day-to-day lives that you should be mindful of and, and keep an eye open for, um, that may be hindering your sex. So one is definitely alcohol, you know, as, as much as alcohol is, uh, dick. right, right. It's, <laughs> it sets the mood, it sets the tone, but then of course, you know, like with anything in excess, if you do it too much, it could affect you adversely. And then you're going to be underperforming and underselling yourself. There's no such thing as too much of a, of a good thing when it comes to oral sex, though. Just just FYI. 
Yeah, but then, okay, so suppose he has Henny Dick and he's got one good round in him. Mm. And then you're going to go suck on the Henny Dick because you need another good round. And Henny Dick is not standing at attention for no <laughs> And he said, good night, me finish me done, right? You know, it's like you think, you almost have to think to yourself as a woman, one, you're disappointed as fuck. Two, like if you had a little less alcohol in you, maybe you would have woke up and you wouldn't have fallen asleep like right after the round was done. So, yeah, sometimes too much of a good thing can be. Not so good for you. Mm. All right. Okay. Um, two and three are, are kind of like a parallel category. Um, that would be stress and depression or depression triggered by stress, stress triggered by depression. Um, you know, again, we talk about this all the time to a point now where I feel like, you know, it's, it's one of our mantras, you know, counseling, therapy. Do not be ashamed. Do not be embarrassed. Do not be afraid. If you feel like something's wrong with you, it doesn't hurt to speak with a professional to get another perspective and to have somebody that has an unbiased perspective and an objective perspective, you know, just weigh in on the things that are going on with you and and to help you look at things from a different point of view. Sometimes when you're entrenched in the shit, all you can see is the shit, you know, somebody beside you may be saying, no, hey, look up, there's the light in the sky. But, you know, because of where you are, all you continue to see is shit. Sometimes you need somebody in your corner to help wipe the shit out of your eyes so you can look up and see that the light is actually there and give you a perspective and and focus on where it is that you have to to go. Mental stressors, um, mental health issues can absolutely affect your sex drive. It can affect your, your sexual mood. It can affect the way that you feel about yourself sexually, intimately, like it, it can affect you on a profound, profound level. You don't have nothing to say? Got nothing. (laughs) Okay. This one is, this one is really one that hits home for me. Um, For the simple fact, I was watching this video of somebody that was trying to have sex, but because they were so fucked up from popping pills, they were falling over, like literally fell over the person. There's a guy behind a girl, fell over her and fell onto the floor and passed out medications, you know, be mindful of the medications that you're taking. But even outside of that, for people who like to mix and tingle up alcohol and pills and codeine and do that, that, that fuck shit that people do with, with, you know, Percocets and Molly and whatever the damn song is. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like you're laughing at me. Don't <laughs> laugh after me. <laughs> I don't know what the song, Molly Percocet, something, something. I don't know the song. All right. Be mindful of the medications that you're taking. So if you're taking medications that are to help, you know, one part of your body or whatever, be aware that it could trigger impotency. It could trigger a lack of sexual desire. It can trigger a whole bunch of things. But then if you're doing recreational drugs, you also have to be mindful of how they affect your body. Have you ever been on a medication that made you impotent or like just diminished your sex drive? Mm -mm. Never, ever, ever? Never, ever. Ever, 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 ever. ever Get ever? on my level. What? No, I'm sorry. No, never, it's never happened. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um. So, yeah, medication is one. Sorry, I'm waiting for this to fast forward. Do we need to take a break? Yes, let's take a break real quick. Hi, guys, and welcome to Toy Talk with Erotic Boudoir. I'm Nick, your personal sex toy sensei, here to help you prioritize your pleasure. This week's toy is Pipe Dreams, Icicles number 62. Elegant, upscale, and handcrafted with amazing attention to detail, this luxurious line of glass massagers will leave you breathless. Each hand-blown icicle glass wand is sleek, unique, and made to play hard. This luxurious glass massager 
features a tapered tip to ease insertion and a pronounced head that hits all the right spots. Cleverly curved for explosive G-spot or P-spot stimulation, the realistic veiny shaft offers additional stimulation while the sturdy flat base ensures safe and easy handling. Featuring a wide harness compatible base, turn this into a unique strap-on with one of our Fetish Fantasy Series harnesses. Remember to use water-based lubricant for extra wet and wild experience. The hypoallergenic glass is non-porous and body safe and when cared for properly is designed to last a lifetime. Run the wand under warm water or chill it under cold water for extra sensational experience. This wand is $42.99 and if you use discount code LLBAS, you'll receive 10% off your entire purchase. Go to our website at www.touchingbodymindandsoul.com to get yours today. Remember, prioritize your pleasure with erotic boudoir. Okay, um, so we've got two more um, things that could be triggers for killing your sex drive. Um, so there's also sleep. Getting Not getting enough sleep or sleep deprivation can absolutely, I mean, it adversely affects your body on a whole, but it can adversely affect your sex drive um, and your desire to have sex. And then, of course, the last one, which should be a no-brainer, but for some people it's not, is lack of closeness. Um, I think people, you know, again, we talk about long-term relationships and all that sort of stuff, and, and when people get married, they just think that there's an automatic switch that goes on where people just start functioning really well together and they just start moving in sync and you know they know when the other person wants to have sex and all these sort of things but you know um not being close to your your partner emotionally can definitely kill your sex drive or kill their sex drive because everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to feel like they're the sexiest thing on the planet, you know, when you're about to be intimate with someone, you know. Imagine, CJ, you're going to go have sex with a girl now and, you know, she's just really lackadaisical or she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming, you know, and as she's walking towards the bedroom, you know, she's looking at the TV because she's trying to finish watching, you know, Love and Hip Hop or whatever. And then you get in the room, she doesn't hug you, she doesn't kiss you, she doesn't caress you, she doesn't touch you. And then she's looking at you like, why don't you have wood? You know, and you're like, bitch, can you turn me on a little bit, please? You know, um, I think it's one of those things that people really undervalue the importance of closeness. It's about making your partner feel loved. It's about making them feel sexy. It's about making them feel wanted and desired. You know, people don't just automatically come with that built in. You know, some guys, yeah, like from a man's perspective, yeah, he'll come with a hard dick. But you know what? Some men like to be loved up on too. They like to be caressed and be like, yeah, daddy, you're fucking sexy. Like they like to be told those kind of things. They like to hear that kind of shit too. It's not just women. You know, you have to, you have to, you have to give. You have to lack of closeness. Is that a thing for you? Um, I'm, I mean, if I'm in a, in, in, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that, and I, I've always said this intimacy starts long before you actually get to the bedroom, to the act of having sex. And I kind of associate that with closeness because if you're close with your partner, intimacy comes naturally, kind of. But you, of course, you have to learn that you have to learn what they want. But when you're really close, I think with the person you're with, like you do those little flirtatious things naturally. You do that in between. You you rub up your booty against them as you guys are passing each other in the kitchen. Like it's little stuff like that that can that can help um that. And then I mean as far as like even stepping away from from intimacy, you have to feel like you're like you matter to the person you with. You you would like to th- if you're like again, that's if you're in a relationship. If you're just casual, that's completely different. 
Um, but if you're actually in a committed relationship, you you would like to feel like when you make your partner feel unheard, when you make them feel like their opinions on things don't matter, it can affect the bedroom. And people don't think about that. They'll just think of what does it have to do with us fucking? It's not the same when you're yeah, in an yeah. actual relationship. If we're just fucking, we're fucking. But when you're actually spending and sharing your life with someone and all those little things come into effect. Yeah. But I just don't understand. Like I said, I, I figured that that one would be a no brainer. But I mean, I guess, you know, if it's on the list, it, it really isn't. But it just makes me think, like, what do people think about? Like, how how do you just figure that the person is just going to be turned on because you walk into the room? You know what exactly. I mean? That's exactly. yeah, that's just weird. Especially but. when, like I said, again, when you're in a committed relationship and I've seen the same naked body for 10 years. OK, you get you take your clothes off. All right. I know what your nipples look like. I Like, OK. Hey. Can you, yeah, can you do something sexy? Like, I can mean, you can, 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 exactly. Can you twirl a little bit? Can you, can you come down from the ceiling like Spider Man? I don't know. What, what can you do something? <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> You know, no, I legitimately had an image of a woman upside down coming up <laughs> from the fucking chandelier over top of the bed or like the, <laughs> the ceiling fan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Woo, Lord. Oh, God, my head. Woo. Okay. Let me come back down from that. That was too funny. That was a great visual. Thank you for that. Anytime. Anytime. That's it. Um, that's it in a nutshell. Well, that has been this week's episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So, um, our because AJ's been plugging, I'm plugging it today. God damn it, the live show May the fourth, Washington D.C. <laughs> uh, cool and deadly, unadulterated fuckery 3.0. Listen, this show is going to be one of the premier shows of the year. I can promise you. I. Our outfits alone are going uh, to be <laughs> worth the price of admission. On top of that, you guys are getting food, you're getting drinks, you're getting alcohol, you're getting a hell of a show and discussion topic. And the, the, and the, thing, the good thing about what we do is that you guys are going to be part of the show. We're interactive. We already think of, have thought of one game that we're going to play with you guys as well as uh, a, a question and segment. So we definitely love as much as our listeners are a part of our podcast. We definitely have to include the audience as part of the live show as well. So it's going to be a great event. Seriously. I know I talk my shit, but I promise you these other podcast live shows won't compare to what we do. I drop the bomb, drop the bomb, drop the bomb. <laughs> well, on that note, um, you can purchase tickets on our Eventbrite through our Love, Lust, and Badass Soul page. If you click the link in our bio, it will take you directly to a link for our Eventbrite page. The tickets currently are at $15 until April the 20th. That's our early bird special. After that, they're 20 and then at the door, they will be 25 So snag a ticket early while they're still hot. They are flying off the shelf left, right. Like they've been selling so quickly. It's astounding me. I just don't even understand. I mean, I understand, but you know what I mean? Like it's still uh, surprising, but um, you can also find a link in my bio and in CJ's bio. Um, if you're on either of our pages, please make sure to subscribe and follow our YouTube channel. You can also find the link in our bios. Um, you can listen to our episodes on Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Anchor. You can follow us on our social media platforms, Love, Lust, and BAS on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to email us any questions, any thoughts, uh, subjects, topics, what have you, 
you can email us at love, lust, and BAS, all one word, at yahoo.com. Um, I'm AJ. You can follow me on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. And you can also follow me on Twitter at that Jones kid, AJ1. I never and will never memorize the phone number. So CJ has that for you. Goddamn shame. It is 614-547-2039. <laughs> and soon to be 1-800-CHOKE-THAT-HOE. But um, yeah. Oh, wait. And just quickly big up our sponsors. So we have a Erotic Boudoir who does, uh, does our talk, our Toy Talk Tuesdays. We also have Vodkilla and we also have Avery courtesy of... Soul of Hustler. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely just great sponsors who have come and joined on, who support the vision, support the show, and they will all be there in attendance. So you get to have to, well, you can't really sample Nick's products, but you can, she, she would definitely <laughs> sell you some because oh if you sample them, if you sample them, nobody wants those back. So, but that's it you can follow me at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e we are the best adult podcast in the land love us and badass so peace slow motion for me slow motion for me moving slow motion for me slow motion for me slow motion for me moving slow motion for me i like it like that she working that back i don't know how to act slow motion for me slow motion for me Slow motion for me, moving slow motion for me. Oh, I like it like that. She working that back. I don't know how to act. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me, moving slow. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.